house. <laughs> that was a just a really bad idea. So I'm grateful for your um, just showing me grace and all of that. And of course, you know anybody would, but it was it was just I was like I can do this, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> so it just it was so long ago. It feels like in such a short time long ago. Time. But but anyway, um, we always start the show with gratitude because gratitude can change the world. And I fully believe that, that if we all just get up in the morning and go to bed at night and whether you write it down or you think about it or you pray about it, what it is that you are grateful for, I, it really it changes your energy, which we're talking about today. Um, and it can change your mindset and it can change a lot of things about life and it flows to other people. So, Jill, what are you grateful for today? I have a long list, but I'll keep it short. I know six, seven months ago, I moved from Portland, Oregon to Portugal. Mm -hmm. And it was a really big decision, and it took a lot of work and energy to get here. And every day I wake up, and I am just so grateful that I live in Faz de Duro, Portugal. So that's it. It's amazing. I see your Facebook posts, and I just live vicariously through you in Portugal, and I keep thinking, I really should visit Portugal. <laughs> oh, it's a spectacular country, yeah. and the people are lovely, and I live right on the ocean, so oh. every day I wake up listening to the waves crashing on the beach, it's it's pretty spectacular. How long had you wanted to make that move? What, what, what made you want to move to Portugal? <laughs> Well, you know, there were a lot of things I really like to travel, but traveling from the Euro U.S. to Europe is very expensive. And so I just ended up deciding that if I really wanted to live the next 10, 15 years doing life the way I really wanted to do it, I was going to move to Europe. And Portugal is a very um, friendly country for people coming from the U.S., coming from really anywhere. They have a very open immigration policy. And it's a lot of work, but it's really very doable. Mm -hmm. So it became, it just became an obvious choice. And I, I made the decision in about 24 hours after thinking about it for a while. And then it was game on. <laughs> nice. So do you at this point, or does it take some time to have, I guess, dual residency? Yeah, I'm a resident of Portugal, but to become a citizen takes five years. Um, okay. I, I'm now studying Portuguese because you have to be able to pass a certain level of conversational Portuguese to become a citizen. Okay. And it takes about mm, four or five years to get there. Okay. So I'm deep in it now. That's not an easy language. Oh, you're not kidding. <laughs> Yeah, every day I think, what am I doing? But, you know, catching a word here and there that someone's saying, it's like a huge victory. You know, I feel so successful on this. He's talking about a car. I know that. <laughs> like, wow. But, oh, but it, there's something also really powerful about being at this age in my life um, and starting on a new language, there's just something really cool. And you know what it's doing for me, Nikki, is is I had a story that I lived all my life until literally this past year that I didn't have an ear for languages because I did not do well in school in my language uh, classes. And so my story was, I don't have an ear for languages. 
And I just realized I don't have to live that story. It doesn't have to be my truth. And instead, I'm going to lose, learn Portuguese. And it is, in fact, a hard language. Mm -hmm. But I'm realizing I have a great ear for language. Oh. And so it's, it's kind of fun to upend that story and move that energy out, if you will. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's, a, that's, that's something that I think all of us can take to heart because we all have a, a story, you know, and it's maybe a story that we believe that we can't do something or maybe that we shouldn't do something, you know, and, and, and I believe that we probably have the ability to change that story. I have a friend who's a narrative therapist and that's kind of what she does is she helps people to change the narrative, what you're telling yourself, you know, and, you know, she deals a lot with trauma and lots of really hard stuff that's outside of mm -hmm. my world. But, but changing your story can, it's really, it, would you call it, it kind of a block as well? Well, sure. I mean, in a certain way, like, for example, one of the reasons I had that story was because my French tutor called my parents one day and said, I don't really think that tutoring jail is worth your money. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I definitely was not getting it. But what I didn't know at the time that I have known for years since was that there was a whole big energy blockage going on with me that had to do with not being connected to my emotional awareness, not being connected to my physical body, and therefore information just flew right over my head because I wasn't really there to, to receive that information. I haven't been that way in 30 some odd years, yet I still carry the story that said I can't do a language. And in fact, I'm a writer, of course I can do a language. So, so part of the issue with a block like that um, is to recognize that it's there. You know, I, I um, talk a lot about the formula for evolution in my school, either with uh, the consciously curious, the, the people there for self-healing, or with my practitioners. And um, the formula for evolution begins with observing. If you don't notice what is going on in your experience, how you're thinking, how you're showing up, how you are engaging in your life, then you can't modify anything. You can't make that change. And there's a certain way in which you can notice um, and sort of not acknowledge it at the same time, you know, so you, you continue to do it because you're not saying, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. Because in many cases, when someone start, realizes, oh, I'm doing it again, what they're really saying is um, they're shaming or they're blaming themselves in some kind of a way. But there is a way to acknowledge, wow, I'm in this pattern again. I'm running this storyline again, and I want to make a different change. You know, I want to, I want to do something. And so once that acknowledgement is, is articulated within the self, then the opportunity exists to move and to make a change. And with energy, that's paramount because the piece that we all need to understand is that we will only let go of, we will only release in our energy field what we're ready to let go of. Mm -hmm. 
we have an attachment to something, whether it's conscious or unconscious, then we're going to hang on to that thing and we will continue to run through whatever that pattern or that behavior is. But when you know it, when you own it and you acknowledge it, without the blame, without the shame, simply this is what it is, then all that energy becomes available for release. And when you release it and let it go, you incrementally move your way to a new place. So that's a really big piece. It's just a really, really big piece. I, I love that. And I'm so, um, so excited to learn more. I was telling Jill when we were first starting, or just before we started the show, that the biggest problem that I have about this show is that I have, I want to talk about everything that she has on her website. <laughs> and you have to go to her website because it is chock full of information and blogs and resources and classes. And we'll talk more about this, you know, toward the end of the show, but this is, I'm just, I was blown away. It's so much fun. And I just, I'm so, I'm just excited to, to jump in and dig in. Um, before we do a couple of things, I want to make sure that I um, talk about what I'm grateful for because we're coming up on Memorial Day and I love Memorial Day. Yes, it's a long weekend. Yes, we almost always go camping, which is amazing. To go to the mountains, we let the dogs run free. It's a, it's just a, it's that's one of my happy places is just watching the dogs run across a pasture. You know, <laughs> and it's just it's so freeing and so fun, and they just have the the most fun, and they're finding little animals and doing things that dogs do. But um, we are amazingly grateful for our our veterans, our military people. We have lots of military in our family. We have uh, military neighbors. We have military. We had our two guests on last week, Lacey, and oh my goodness. Oh, I just, I can't believe it. Megan, goodness gracious. But Lacey and Megan, who are owners of Elevated Oats, um, are also vets and spent time in the military. And so we just are we're grateful for our country grateful for our freedoms um, and grateful for our military so thank you for all that you do and let's talk a little bit about what got you to where you are how is it that you have an institute and you teach all of these people and and um you know what is that story because you do you do so much it kind of astounds me what she just told me was all energy. I'm like, okay, I gotta find that energy. <laughs> I, I will admit I have a ton of energy. Uh -huh. um, it may be a good thing, it may not be a good thing. <laughs> um, well, you know, 32 years ago, I had I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, and I was um, I was 31. I had a four-year-old son, um, and I would get up in the morning, and I would get my son off to his nanny and this went on for two or three years really and I, i'd get him off to wherever he needed to be that day and then i'd go home and i'd lie on the couch and i'd sleep for two or three hours mm -hmm. and then i'd be up for three or four hours and then i would drag myself to the bus stop or wherever i had to go to pick up my son and bring him home and i would collapse again uh, my husband at the time used to say i really shone between 11 a.m and 2 p.m and um, it was just, it was not sustainable. I couldn't work, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do anything. 
a friend of mine said to me, you know, Jill, I think you have an energy problem. And I wanted to throw her out the window because it was fairly obvious that I had an energy problem. <laughs> she said, no, 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 not that kind of problem. I think your energy body is in trouble and we need to figure this out. So I started studying and learning about energy. I studied with a man in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, his name is John Friedlander. And I learned a ton about the chakras and the aura. And John teaches psychic awareness, which is not really what I wanted to do. Um, but it's a skill set that I have that I use in the world of energy healing. And really, I came from a, a family of, of uh, healers. My mom was a Christian science practitioner. And so I grew up watching sort of amazing things happen when people, in, in the case of Christian science, put their faith in God and prayed and, and did those kinds of things. That never resonated with me, but the part where healing happens always made sense. So I started learning about energy and realized, oh, I, I am home. The chronic fatigue problem resolved in about six months. Wow. Uh, other things going on. I'm a big fan of um, looking at diet and seeing what works for your body and what doesn't. I'm a big fan of looking at the right kind of supplements and taking the right things to balance nutrition. All things you know way more about than I do. Um, but those things are important and they started to work as my energy body went from complete dysregulation to being organized and contained and I was in my body and present to my life in a very different way. And I just began teaching this as a side gig. I really had some uh, significant corporate roles over the years and a lot of VP roles in sales and marketing. And I ran several consulting businesses over the years. And on the side, I would do the energy thing because it was so much more interesting. Right. <laughs> and in 2002, I sort of woke up and said, okay, this ship has sailed with corporate America. I'm gonna see what I can do with the energy thing. Can I earn a living? Can I make things happen? And that's when Energy Healing Institute was founded. Um, and I've gone from there. I've, I've taught these courses in so many different iterations over the years. Now everything is, is live and online and, I mean, excuse me, is online mm -hmm. and self-paced. And some people can take the courses in their own way, in their own time. And then I work with them uh, in live office hours to answer questions and to deepen their understanding and to help them integrate the material. It's phenomenal. But that's, you know, really energy became really what I cared most about. Because at the beginning and the end of the day, energy is who we are. And nothing happens physically that doesn't first happen energetically. And so even, you know, the idea of taking a breath, that happens without us thinking about breathing, but the energy of, of taking that breath has to be there for it to be taken, for us to digest our food, for us to have a feeling. We need energy to be running. So 
when I really understood that at the core of everything that is, there is energy, I knew I was right in the heart of the matter. Made me really happy to be there. Yeah, I love that. And what I love too, and I, I have to, I, I wrote this down in my notes because, and, and we talked about this for a minute, but a couple of things that you have here is, this is her, her, her institute is for those who want to evolve and it's non-woo healing. <laughs> I love non-woo healing. And this is the work without the woo because the woo isn't true. So I say these because, oh, and I have to say this too, because this is super, super cute. Avoid new age woo-based teachings, rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> now I say that because um, I think it's important to note that, I mean, it, it, I, I believe, and this is just maybe where I was, um, but there is there are a lot who still don't understand that we are created as energy-based beings. You know, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, um, and I fully believe that God is way smarter than we are, but he built us, created us as energetic beings. Our brain runs on energy, right? It's electrical impulses. Our heart runs on electrical impulses. Um, and, and everything around us is electrical impulses and, and energy. And so with that energy, and I know you're going to be able to explain this way better than I am. This is just my very surface level understanding. But we have the ability to, to send out that energy, or we do, whether we like it or not. We're sending out an energy, whether it's positive or negative. And when we talk about, you know, I talk about, you know, start the show with gratitude. That is sending out positivity and positive energy and it's it's a real thing which is why i'm like it can change the world because if we do it it can change the world <laughs> i'm a I, I like the big picture stuff <laughs> so, so will you talk a little bit more about that at least much better than than i talk about it and and help those who maybe don't understand that piece of it that it's not this you know crazy out there woo thing that it's a real thing it's a real thing yeah, yeah. you know there's two major schools of thought around energy or energy systems that uh, we, we look at in the world. One of them is the meridian system. And I am not going to, for one minute, go down the path of the meridians because I don't know them well enough to talk about them coherently. Mm -hmm. But, and, uh, it's a very viable way of looking at the body and what happens in the body. And the meridians are energy channels. They're pathways for energy to move in the body. The other energy system, and this is the one, um, Nikki, you might have to extend the show's hours for 30 hours today. But this is <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> this is the one I know a bunch about. Um, and the system that I work in, it's the chakras and the aura. And in reality, when we look at our bodies, you know, we think, okay, what's that song? Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees, and toes, right? Well, we do have a physical body, and it is the container for our experiences, for sure, right? It's not just what goes on to digest our food and breathe and circulate blood. It's also how we experience our lives is through our bodies. And there's an energy system for your physical body. It's called the etheric field or body and it's comprised of thousands of chakras for example 
uh, every joint in your hand has a chakra. Every joint in your foot has a chakra. Every joint in your body has a chakra. Your brain has gajillions of chakras. Your, your uh, glands all have chakras. Your organs have chakras. So the, the etheric body is a very complicated energy system with thousands of chakras with a, an aura that is very dense right up against the surface of the body. It really only extends about three quarters of an inch off of the body. And then there are these nadis, N-A-D-I-S, nadis, that are tiny little minute energy channels that are feeding the chakras in the aura. And then there's something called major nadis that a lot of yogis will know about, the Sushuna and the Ida and the Pingala. And those major nadis are also delivering streams of energy to the physical body. So it's a very complex energy system in the same way that our physical plant, our physical body is a very complex system as well. That's one body. Can I, can I interrupt and ask you a quick question? Um, aura. Yes. Can you define or explain what that, and I know it's energy, I mean, and I know there are colors and things, and so I don't know, I don't know that I want to get, I don't know how deep I want to get into it, but it's, I don't, I don't truly understand it. I know people can see it and read it, and I don't get that at all. So. Okay. <laughs> sure. So, so generally when we're thinking of the aura, we're thinking of the astral body, which is, is our second body. Um, and that body is our emotional body. And the aura is, is one half of the energy system. There's the chakras and there's the aura. And the aura in the astral body extends all the way out. If you put your arms out side to side, all the way to the edge of your fingertips, it's up above your head, it's below your feet, it's out in front of you, it's behind you. So it's about, and it's called the luminous egg because it's kind of egg shaped. Um, and it extends three and a half, four feet off of your body. Mm. That's the energy that you use to be Nikki, to be Jill, to be your listeners. Every one of us has an aura. And the aura feeds energy into the chakras. And the chakras, when the energy moves from the aura into the chakras, the chakras do, they metabolize. So for example, if you have an emotion of extreme joy, energy is moving from the aura into the chakras and you're using that energy to be joyful. If you're deeply sad, that energy comes from the aura, moves into the chakras, you experience that sadness, the chakras are resonating that energy. They're using that energy for that emotion. So the aura is a field of influence. It's, it's your field of potentiality that you use to manifest your life. When people read auras, and I, I do that for a living, um, I don't read auras the way a psychic might. I read auras for the purpose of understanding what are the patterns, what are the blockages, what are the connections that need to be made in my client's field or awareness so that they can make changes that they want to make. What's, what are they holding that they need to put down? Um, and I do that through a skill called clairvoyance. Um, I read, physically read the energy body. I see the energy. Um, 
So when people read auras, they are potentially looking at those kinds of things, patterns and blockages and, and, and in impediments to actualizing life. Um, I can't speak for what other people do, but I use it in that context. Um, and so, so the aura and the chakras, are they go hand in hand. You don't just clear your chakras, because if you just clear your chakras, what you're clearing is the energy you've been using to do whatever it is you're doing. But if you don't clear the aura as well, then you're not moving out the big chunks of energy that are just waiting for that moment. For example, you know, we all have behavioral patterns. I used to be um, a rageaholic. You know, I used to, grew up in, in kind of an angry house. And so I thought that the smallest thing deserved a, a massive dose of anger. And I thought big things also deserved a massive dose of anger. That became a pattern. And so I responded to my life with anger. All that anger, when I wasn't being angry, it's out in the aura waiting. But, you know, you come across the room and look cross-eyed at me and boom, how it, it's going to come. It's going to go into the chakras, metabolize, and be expressed as anger. So I can clear the anger in my chakras, but if I leave the big chunks of it in the aura, I'm not really moving the pattern very much. And so when we work with energy healing, we're working in both of those places, in the chakras and the aura, because you can't have one without the other. How's that for detail? That's good. <laughs> I'm like, okay, where do we go now? Um, <laughs> so that came off of um, just taking the woo out of energy. Is there is there anything that we want to hit on that or do we move, want to move on? Yeah, I, I just want to say one thing about that. Um, there's lots of practices out there. And some are really grounded and really great. And some are, you know, kind of new aging and really woo centric. Mm -hmm. I really encourage people to use discernment to really think about, does this sound grounded? Does it sound like the practice or the process is going to be effective versus sort of a wish and a wing and a prayer, as my mother used to say? Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's no magic bullet with evolution. We have to own it. We have to see where we are in space and time. We have to acknowledge that there are patterns in play and we need to move through them. And it's not likely to be something where poof with a magic wand and now it's gone. That's my statement. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. And thank you. Um, I, I Well, I guess I, I, I'm going to take a quick break because I, there's something that's kind of pulling me that I want to talk to you about. Um, but we got to talk about our sponsor, who is amazing. We have Cellcore Biosciences, um, as you well know, as our amazing sponsor. They are, um, you know, they're super interesting. They, a lot of what they do when, with their supplements, they're, I'm talking to you, Jill, because this is sort of kind of coming to me, and I'm not going to explain it well at all, but they're an interesting company because 
of their delivery system, uh, which is fulvic and humic acid, and it's super unique in how it gets into the cells and brings the, the nutrients and the herbs into the cells. A lot of what they do, though, they do energy work with their supplements. And it's, 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 again, it's stuff that I can't speak to, but they have a lot of information on their website. They have tons of, of data um, and studies on their website. But it's, um, they have a new product that's called, I think it's uh, mental emotional support. They call it me support. And mm -hmm. that's exactly what it is. It's this energy. Again, I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> and, um, but they're having these amazing outcomes with people who are, I think a lot of it can be due to past traumas and things that they're not letting go of. And it, it's, again, I need to learn more about it, but it is allowing people to kind of deal in a sense. And there's always work to do around these things, but it's just such an interesting company. Um, but the, the core of what they do is to get to the foundation of health. So their supplements are there to support uh, the mitochondria, which are our little energy factories our cells, um, all of those, the, the, we are all cells and mitochondria and microbes. And that's what this company is about, is supporting those and of course getting rid of the microbes that aren't supposed to be there. Um, and nobody likes it when I talk about this, but we all have worms, worms we need to get rid of and they are creating huge problems for us. Um, and that is something that uh, they, man, we do conferences and it's a lot of worm talk. <laughs> But I get so excited about it. We have one coming up in August, so I'm, I'm stoked about that. But um, they are amazing. Go to their website. Uh, check out their data. If you, want to, um, if you want to learn more about them, then you do have to find a practitioner who understands the products because they are very, very strong. Um, and they work really well. So, but find a practitioner who's trained in it. Of course, that's what I do as well. It's good stuff. We appreciate them for being an amazing sponsor and are grateful for what they're doing and just bringing um, innovation to the world of health and nutrition and I mean medicine because they are in the functional medicine practices, functional nutrition practices, so it's good stuff. Okay, so I had, I had when we first started or just before the show, I, I gave Jill a whole list of things that I, uh, mm -hmm that we could talk about and I have them listed here but there's one that stands out I think it stands out because um, I take this for what it is but you and I were supposed to have our, our, our show as my mom was passing and so it kind of stands out to me and what I know about my mom uh, her entire life is she just was ridden with guilt and I don't know why she was a an amazing God-fearing person. She spread her wings um, in the Christi Christian community. She did so many great things. And she was very passive and meek, right? Um, doing something like this, she would never even consider doing. Of course, I never thought I would either. But <laughs> there's a blog that, Jill, you did, and it was regarding guilt. And um, and I, you know, it's it, it's, it was your thoughts on guilt. And I love, you know, make it as long or as short as you want, but just to have your thoughts on what that looks like and why that happens that, and I think a lot of women are this way, but why, yes. what is it, what is it with this, with this guilt that we just feel? I, I get there too. Yeah. You know, well, 
to sort of kick things off about this topic, there are t there's a wonderful book. Um, oh, is it on my bookshelves? Because I have to fight to get his name, and I'm going to get it. Okay, that's okay. His last name is Hawkins, and I believe the first name is uh, David Richard. I'm going to. I'm going to come up with that, okay. <laughs> but I don't have it right now. Uh, but the book's name is Power Versus Force. And it's a whole discussion about vibration and how different emotions bring different qualities to interactions. And he has a, a scale where he was able to register the vibrations of different emotions and the two lowest vibration emotions that exist mm. are guilt and shame mm. wow the lowest so people all the time in the woo world they're always talking about just raise your vibration just raise your vibration i i want to vomit every time i hear that every time because how are they going to do that exactly? They're just going to stand underneath themselves with their hands and push up and raise their vibration? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't move what you're holding in your field that is lowering your vibration, it's not gonna raise by itself. And wishful thinking does not make it so. That's just nothing more than rainbow and unicorns. <laughs> so, so those two vibrations, guilt and shame, are the lowest that there is, and they derail self-esteem, self-love, compassion, the ability to grow can be deeply inhibited by guilt and shame because you don't think you deserve it. Mm -hmm. You don't think you are entitled to that. Yeah. So a lot of times guilt also comes from external sources. So, uh, you know, I, I have seen people take on guilt from cultural um, mm -hmm. you know, thinking, from cultural traditions. I've seen it happen from religious traditions. I've seen it happen from familial traditions. I've seen it happen from being told right what's right and what's wrong but that right and wrong may not resonate as truth with me mm -hmm. and therefore if i do something that is outside of that right and wrong storyline then the guilt is going to come rising up especially if it's you know something that you've been internalized over time so for me when i and i by the way 100% agree with you about women carrying a lot of guilt. Mm -hmm. um, whenever I see that, that's the first thing I want to go after with my clients and with my students because it, it has nothing to do with who they are. It's really imposed from some other place. Mm -hmm. And if we can recognize what we truly believe and what we truly truly own and what we truly feel that is right for us, then it doesn't matter if it's part of an organized religion or a family system belief or a cultural you know, uh, tradition. It's our truth. Mm -hmm. 
then there's zero guilt. So I, I always go after that. And, I, and the way people get there, in my opinion, is just through indoctrination to somebody else's belief system. Mm. And you know, one of the things that I, I remember reading back in 1992 when I first started on this whole path of healing with energy, um, was we create our reality according to our beliefs. Mm -hmm. So if we believe we are terrible, if we believe that because somebody else told us we, we are, then we're gonna create experience after experience after experience where we prove ourselves right. Why? Mm -hmm. When each one of us, you know, your, your belief system as a Christian would say things slightly different from mine, but the essential truth is absolutely the same, mm -hmm. right? We are here to give, we are here to serve, we are here to learn and to grow and have experiences that bring us ever more uh, fully into who we really are. Right. That's what we're here to do. So if that's the case, then why would we think we're terrible? Right. We're not, mm -hmm. right? We're not. Mm -hmm. And I and I really can take it all the way to the place of saying, you know, that, that and I, I, I'm gonna paraphrase it, but people aren't bad, they might do bad things, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. they might have bad behaviors, yeah. but people aren't inherently good or bad. They just are people. And if we can if we can see that about ourselves and about everybody else, then we might not like something that somebody else does, but we don't need to make them bad, right? right. And then there's space for everybody to grow and evolve because we're, we're not in that labeling, judging, mm -hmm. you know, guilt-inducing place. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's, that's really, that's, I, I love that and I appreciate that. That's, I find, um, you know, I wonder, I think, I feel like it's with, there is, a, at least personally, right, there's a familial aspect to it. You know, I know my mom, but I feel like it kind of came from down the line and, you know, her mom maybe and beyond. And um, I, I am grateful for the fact that I recognize it because I, I think that it's something I, I work on now yeah. is to not... I mean, there's no reason for me to feel guilt about anything. Probably about most things, anyway. <laughs> um, and you know, it's a, it's it's you know, a lot of times part of my conversation with God and 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 trying to work through the things that I have to work on, right? I always have to work on stuff, but that's part of growth and part of being human, and and you know, all of the things that we're about. So, anyway, I thank you for that, and I appreciate it. I did have another question uh, regarding something that you, and I and I hope I'm not going backwards on this because I, I know that you talked about it with your own experience with the chronic fatigue syndrome um, and, you know, talking about it being an energy issue. And so if you don't mind expanding, not necessarily on your situation, because I think, mm -hmm. I think that you did, but, and you talked about this in one of your blogs, but I have clients, I have one client who... Um, who has, you know, all of the symptoms, right? And I have another one who says, actually, she's not a client, um, but she's a potential client, and she says, I've finally been diagnosed with something, at least I know what it is, right? Mm -hmm. And then I hear this a lot. I have another client who 
who believes that might be what she's dealing with. So my, my point to that is what I know about chronic fatigue syndrome is, is in a lot of cases a catch-all for not knowing what's going on. Right. Um, and so I want to, I know for, for my world, you know, the nutrition, it's, you know, are there nutrient deficiencies? Are there, you know, what's going on with the body? Are, is there infection? All of these things that I would look for. But it's not all about that. There's trauma and there is, you know, a, a person's, you know, uh, mental and emotional history and all of these things that go into it that I don't have the capacity to work with, which is amazing to have people like Jill who I can refer to for things like this. But, you know, what, how, I mean, how do you call, what is it that, I don't know what I'm asking you. It's an energy issue. Just expand on that for me a little bit. Sure. You know, I started, uh, or I shared a little information about the etheric body and the astral body. Mm -hmm. And the physical body and the emotional body talk to each other all the time. You know, if I was really freaked out about coming on this show tonight, I might have had an experience that I would say, oh, I've got butterflies in my stomach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you really have butterflies in your stomach? No. No. What's happening is you have anxiety, right? You're, you're anxious, you're nervous. And that nervous energy, if you let it uh, run freely, you might pass out. You might throw up before the show. You might, you know, not be able to do the show, right? So what do you do with all that energy? Well, in a lot of cases, what we do is we suppress it. Mm -hmm. We stuff it down and say, I can't feel that right now. I don't have time for that. I have to be on Mickey's show, right? So down it goes into the energy system of the etheric body, the energy system for your physical body. Emotional energy doesn't belong there. It belongs in the astral body. So what's that happening? What is that? That's an energy dysregulation issue. Now, butterflies in the stomach five minutes before a TV show, that's not a huge big deal. That's not gonna cause an illness. But if you grew up in a house where you were not allowed to be angry, mm -hmm. or you were not allowed to be sad, you only could be nice, you could only say nice things, you had to smile because that's what the rules were, then any of those feelings that were not smiling, not nice, you know, where are they going to go? Mm -hmm. They end up down in the physical body. Mm -hmm. Now, if there's trauma associated with that, because it, it might just be, you know, uh, nice girls don't say mean things, right? That, that may be just the parenting piece that you picked up on. <laughs> but if there was abuse that went along with that, or neglect, or abandonment that went along with that, then there's a whole storyline living in the body that these emotions are now in the body, physical body, the energy system of the physical body, and they're mucking up the works. All of us have, you know, some sort of physical deficiency. For example, whenever I get a cold, I don't do a lot of nose running. It goes straight to my throat and I lose my voice. Mm. Well, the chakra right here mm. or the throat. And so my throat chakra is less rugged than my nasal chakras because when I get the rhinovirus, it goes here and not here. Mm -hmm. So all of us have these places where our bodies are not quite as 
uh, efficient as they are in other places. Mm -hmm. And those are the chakras that get all the junk that comes out of the astral body and ends up in the physical body. And so over time, over lots of time, those kinds of things can become chronic problems. So, you know, my version of chronic fatigue was, was certainly fatigue, but there were also chemical sensitivities that, that I had that I no longer have. Mm -hmm. There were um, uh, uh, environmental allergies that I picked up that I didn't have and I no longer have. Mm -hmm. There were a whole host of things that went on with, um, with that CFS uh, diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So when I say it's an energy thing, unpacking what is happening between the astral body and the etheric body is part of the healing process. And sometimes it's not needed because the nutritional pieces and the, you know, I had vitamin IV therapy for a couple of years mm -hmm. and it never worked until I got the energy piece going. Paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> then when I got the energy piece under control, bam, the, the IV therapy was amazing. Mm. And so, so it's, you know, all of these tools that we can bring to healing can and should be used in concert, including the medical doctors. I'm not the person who's going to say, don't go to your doctor, go sure. to a healer. Don't do that. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, but all those pieces come together, and when we can unpack what's going on in the energy body, or the energy bodies, and I include in that our belief systems, which is, it's a third body, and I won't take too much time to go down that path because it gets more and more confusing, but I do have videos about it on my website if people are interested. Um, so anyway, unpacking all of that, helps us understand, all right, what do we need to do at an energy level? What, And then, of course, other people are looking at the nutritional piece and the, you know, as you said, the functional medicine piece, functional nutrition. I can't stand more firmly behind that if I tried. Because <laughs> uh, it's a really beautiful way to support healing. I was going to say something, so, sorry, because I thought you were going to continue on. Um, Oh, I know what I was going to say. What we, what I believe is one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves, especially if you have a diagnosis like chronic fatigue or some other chronic issue, autoimmune condition, cancer, Lyme disease, um, any of these things that can really just take you out, is to build your team. Um, and yeah. build your team of people who know how to support you and, and this is probably going to include your MD or DO uh, or naturopath or all of them, right? Um, but people who have their specialties and want to work with the other practitioners. I think that that's the most important thing is having your team and your team communicating. Um, yes. I think we have, we have we have a, a really great medical system when it comes to acute care. When it comes to chronic care, you know, we, we all, it's, it's important to specialize, but you know, in medicine we have, 
we have a specialty in brain health and a specialty in heart health and a specialty in kidney health. And many times, not always, but many times, there's no, that's where, you know, it's like me, you know, that I have my, my blinders on and there's nothing else. And so whatever I do for your, my, for your heart or your brain or your kidneys, I don't have to worry about the other stuff. But then there's not enough communication about the other stuff. So those are the things that, that you know, in order to, to be your best advocate and be accountable for your health, is to find the people who can help you in all of those areas, including the mental and the emotional and all of the therapeutics, and and you know find the people who you can trust. Um, and and that's not always easy. <laughs> um, but building your team, uh, and I've worked on a few teams where we've co co managed uh, clients slash patients. And it is—it's a beautiful thing when you're when everybody is working together for the goal of to get this person healthy. Um, and it's and great too when the client how supported they feel in that process yeah. because they don't have to do it all. They don't have to figure it all out, and they've got this team who is working with them to figure it out. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. it is the best yeah well and it's the best too because we, yes we have we have our own areas of, of the world of, of health that we specialize in and then we can bring it all together and you know it's when I talk about running labs you know we run labs we're multiple labs we we take them and we put all of the pieces together the best that we can and then we can do that you know the 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 world just gets bigger and then you know Jill you put your pieces of the puzzle together and then the PT or the DO or whoever it might be, we all put the pieces of the puzzle together and then we say, okay, this is what we need to do. And then of course we, you know, it's never a straight line, you know, to health. But um, yeah, I, it's, it's so important to make sure that we're addressing all pieces as best we can, even if it's going to, um, you know, Jill's website, she has amazing free resources. You also have some inexpensive paid courses. I was like, I was like, whoa, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I try, I try and make the entry level things really affordable because yeah. honestly, they're the foundations of energy work. I have a free course that is the very first two most important pieces for people to understand about working with the chakras and the aura. And I, I give that information away for free so that they can understand, okay, some people, that's all they're going to do. If they'll do that, they're going to change their lives. Yeah. And I'm more than willing to give that away. Um, the, the clear courses, another course that is on there that is very uh, inexpensive, and it's all the tools for clearing the chakras and the aura. If you're into self-healing, they're amazing tools, and you can use them for anything that's going on in your, in your experience. So... Yeah, I try and I try and make it accessible. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I, I literally was taken back when I when I saw that. I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> but then you also have um, your one to one coaching, your business coaching, um, and anything else that you want to to kind of put out there that people know that you do. Yeah, I run uh, practitioner programs. I teach people how to bring energy healing into client practice. 
I work a lot with very high-end practitioners, uh, people who are uh, very experienced chiropractors and alternative uh, practitioners of lots of different stripes, uh, naturopaths, nurses. Uh, so the, the work is very in-depth. It's very comprehensive. It's all online um, and it's all self-paced. And almost all of my courses have online office hours where I show up and I feel whatever is coming at me from, uh, from the people taking the classes. So you certainly have access to me and my expertise along with really solid curriculum. So if you're someone who wants to be in the healing arts, you want to have a client practice, do your homework because rainbows and unicorns do not drive income. They're sweet and they're cute, but <laughs> it's really tough to make a living if you don't have a grounded, solid program underneath you that drives to certification and drives to efficacy and practice. That's what I'm all about. That's amazing. And so where can you be found? Um, I thought I had, don't you have for Oh, I said it all. Okay, so I was just making sure that, so you have your master classes, oh, so clear, nugget bundle, I love that. Your live, your master classes, private sessions, biz coaching, okay. And so what is your website? Where can you be found? What are your, what's all your social media? And- My social stuff, yes. Yes, and all of that stuff will be posted everywhere as well. Um, but yeah, let everybody know. Well, I'm on Facebook, Energy Healing Institute, uh, right there. Um, uh, Instagram, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, there are three really powerful videos that you can watch on the energy bodies. I told you about the etheric and the astral and I alluded to the third body, the mental causal. Uh, there are, there are videos on, on those. Um, you can find my website, energyhealinginstitute.org. And I have a page called Start Here. And everything on that page is for you to peruse and look at and receive. Um, and, and that'll get you started. And of course, there's, I don't know, 200 and something blogs on the site as well. So I know, I know. <laughs> Okay, our next show is going to be on how do you get all the energy to do all the things you, you want to do. <laughs> I love this so much. And, and, and truly go to her website. There's so, I mean, freebies are always good, but it just gives you a taste of what she has to offer, what she has to offer, and what she can do for, uh, for you, maybe your clients, for, um, you know, anybody who who is stuck right there's a lot of stuck people out there and I think that I have my own stuckness so um, and you know having the ability to I think for any practitioner who's out there maybe who's watching this um, knowing somebody who has the ability to work in this space I think is such a gift um, and so so grateful for you for being here for your patience um, and for your grace 
Uh, and anyway, I'm just I just appreciate you so much, and I just love this. And we will do it again for sure. All right. Yeah. Happy to. Cool. All right. So thank you, of course, everybody for being here, as always, streaming live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time on KUHS, the best station ever. We've got some really cool radio shows uh, on the station, so check it out, take a look, um, have some fun with us. Of course, you can find me on tastelifenutrition.com is the website. All the social media is Taste Life Nutrition. Go to my website. You can fill out a free assessment and that assessment will come straight to me. It's a pretty good assessment. It shows me, you know, what's going on, you know, how your body's functioning and why, all of all of the different all of the different uh, organ systems and that is something that then we'll talk about and see if we can dig a little deeper and help you help guide you into getting to where you want to be so you can live your best life because that is the goal. Um, and I'm super grateful because I have a lot of cool people to refer to if it's not if I'm not the person for you <laughs> so um, check it out we have also a new program uh, everything that we do is virtual at this point and our new program is called soulful conception I am super excited about this because this is going to be a really experiential program based around preparing for pregnancy, taking the time to prepare for pregnancy. This is for, for it mostly speaks to women, I get it, but this is about the men too. And it's about being healthy, being in a good place. And where I come from with this, what is so important is the understanding that your health today and then bringing in a child into the world has the potential of affecting seven generations down. Literally your health, good or bad, can affect seven generations down. It's amazing, it's big, because it puts a lot of accountability on us, it puts a lot of pressure on us, but it's so empowering to know. Again, you know, it's this big picture, is I, I, I have the ability to affect the future. And we do in very big ways. And I, I want people to see it, to hear it. We have, I have a lot of people who I'm gonna bring on who are gonna be amazing speakers um, who also speak to this as well. And so I just want people to be prepared and I want it to be super fun. So reach out, go to the website. If you have questions, reach out to me. Um, I'm just Nikki at tastelifenutrition.com. And, um, and if you have questions about Jill or anybody else who's ever on the show, just let us know because that's what we're here for we're all here to serve and to bring to you the best that we can so i appreciate you appreciate you jill thank you so much and uh, then we'll thank see you. all of you next week happy memorial day bye